0: My name is Amanda, and I'm Kristen, and And we we are are the Sisters.
1: so sit back, relax, and let's get creepy.
0: Welcome to episode 11.
1: And in this episode, we will be discussing
0: the 1931 Universal Monster Classic, Frankenstein. I did a little research, and technically this is not considered a horror movie, because the term horror movie didn't start until
1: 1934. Spooky bit? Yeah, right? (laughs) Interesting. How Mm -hmm. many
0: times have you seen this? Only two now. This is the second time I've seen it.
1: It was one of those where I feel like I told you I've seen it, but I think it was one of those on like the classic movie network Mm -hmm. on the weekends, and I was like cleaning, so I've never really like sat down and paid attention to it, right, for very long. But I really enjoy it, and it's only about like an hour and and fifteen, or yeah, Mm -hmm. something like that. So it's not a huge commitment if you just want to sit down and watch a good movie, a good
0: old movie. It was really good. I'm so happy I watched this again because it hit me more than it did when I was younger.
1: You're a lot more empathetic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This poor monster. I the whole know. Movi- whole movie. So the beginning of this movie, it starts with, in most versions nowadays that you'll find, it starts with this prologue. And in my research, I found out that they did that because the Great Depression area audience they felt was especially susceptible to scarier themes i guess or harsher themes and so they literally say your nerves may not be able to handle this but you can't say we didn't warn you
0: that's interesting to me because i'd figure that they would be you know the harder raised people they mm-hmm. would be like anything scary bring it on we got this we've been through worse
1: right i guess it was one of those things where maybe they just assumed people wanted to go to a movie to like escape the Get hardships away. maybe yeah. Okay. they're like this isn't it <laughs> No. <Nah. laughs> And it starts off immediately at a funeral. And you think that this might have something to do with some characters you're about to meet, but it doesn't. The funeral doesn't. Whoever died doesn't. Other than you see these two creepy dudes just spying on this funeral.
0: Really creepy, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm watching it like,
1: hmm mm-hmm. And they need the body. Mm-hmm. Because obviously, at this point in our culture, we know what... Frankenstein's monster is right so you know that he needs the body to basically splice together this new person and so they essentially get the body they Mm -hmm. dig it up and they take it and then this part wasn't super clear to me and again I'm always taking notes so I may have missed it but they're walking out and they come upon the gallows and somebody's Mm -hmm. been hung so they take two bodies
0: right yeah because he needs to piece together this body so he it's not even clear how many people he has actually you know stolen right this was our first so far from James Whale, which I'm pretty excited about. You know, yeah. he's our the Universal Monsters. That's all James Whale. That's his thing. Yeah. And he was so impressive, obviously, that Universal actually brought him over from England at the time and gave him his pick. He can choose any movie that he wanted to do. And he looked at Frankenstein. He's like, I want to do that.
1: Thank God. Right? Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> it cuts to a medical school, and they're kind of spying on this anatomy class or this medical school class and you see this professor talking about the brain mm-hmm. and he's got two specimens of brains so one of them is a healthy normal brain and the other one is like a hardened
0: abnormal one
1: abby normal <laughs> the other one is uh, a criminal hardened mm-hmm. murderous homicidal basically maniac brain right and he sends his assistant whose name is fritz it's not Igor, right. Igor doesn't come in or until Igor. later, or Igor. So Fritz goes after the class is let out, and he goes to get a brain, and he gets spooked by something, and so he drops the normal brain. They're literally labeled like normal. I'm <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> he drops the normal one, and then so he goes back and he grabs the abnormal one, and you're like, ooh, okay. So you're gonna put the bad brain in right? the monster.
0: <laughs> it was interesting to me watching this, seeing how close Young Frankenstein parodied. It. Oh, Gene Wilder like, did so good in that scene movie. Scene by scene, almost, they had just yeah. a little bit funnier. Because mm-hmm. even in this, it's kind of funny when they see the the jumping skeleton and stuff. Yeah, It's kind of funny in the beginning. Right. And then they just like doubled on top of it.
1: Right. And there is a lot of humor in this movie now. It's so interesting to me, and it's something that you can't really answer unless you talk to somebody that wasn't a showing of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. which you're not really going to find anymore. Right. <laughs> and I, I wonder like how shocking some of this stuff was to people because Mm -hmm. now it's it's not scary and it's not funny in the way where you are like oh this sucks it's funny it's funny in the way where you can see humor because you're not scared or Mm -hmm. freaked out or disturbed you know i feel
0: like it had to have been scary for those people though like not seeing any of these movies that we have throughout the years Mm -hmm. and even this it wasn't scary but it was so sad Mm -hmm. when you get to the monster
1: yeah but I and I also wondered did people think that it was sad for the monster or yeah. did they also see him and we'll yeah. get into it later. Just purely as a monster like the village people did. Yeah, You know. And even Boris Karloff who played the monster said that he felt that children would empathize with the monster mm-hmm. more than adults would.
0: Which so. by the way Boris Karloff killed it.
1: He oh, was yeah. amazing.
0: I'm watching him in these scenes going, "Oh my god, he's not even saying words, just pure acting and he's doing mm-hmm. amazing."
1: You just want to stare at him the whole yeah. time, like stare at the monster's expressions in his face as he's learning things. But we're getting, we'll get to that I'm in a minute. <laughs> so after the brain scene, after he steals the brain, it cuts to his fiance Elizabeth mm-hmm. and their friend, Victor. Yeah. And Elizabeth got a letter that says that Henry is Henry Frankenstein. So that's the doctor, Dr. Frankenstein left his fiance Elizabeth a letter saying that he's going to basically isolate himself in this abandoned tower because he just has to focus on his work.
0: Because he's a mad scientist type. Yeah,
1: exactly. And she's really concerned about him mm-hmm. because they're supposed to get married. Like, the village has been awaiting this big marriage, and it's interrupting their lives, and she's worried that he's going insane, basically, and he's overworking. And- As she should. Yeah, no, right. (laughs) Because you find out, too, he's dropped out of medical school. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's dropped his entire life. He's not getting married like he said he would. Everything is just derailed because he's just so wrapped up in this project. Yeah. And Victor, I don't know. Is Victor really a friend if he's just trying to get in the pants of somebody's fiance? Right. Like.
0: It's like Jesse's girl type of friend.
1: Yeah, he's like (laughs) at their wedding and shit. Mm -hmm. And it's like, "Mm -hmm." (laughs) mm-hmm. But she says she's worried about him, and so Victor valiantly is like, I'm going to go get him.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: she's like, I'm going to come with you because, you know, she wants to know where her fiancé is. And so they decide to do that, but before they do, they go to his medical school professor that he trusted Mm -hmm. and that kind of took him under his wing because maybe he'll know why this is happening or what exactly he's doing.
0: Right, or he'll be an authority figure that... Henry will trust and Mm -hmm. can talk him down.
1: Yep. So they talked to this old medical school professor of his, and he says he became obsessed with creating life. And he said that he wanted to create human life. And he tried to get cadavers basically from the medical school Mm -hmm. to do this, but they told him no. And so he said he was going to just go get the bodies however he could.
0: They're like, you're being creepy. You're not going to do that. So then he left.
1: So I'm going to go be more creepy and dig (laughs) up graves. Fresh bodies only. (laughs) And they basically convince him, okay, well, he trusts you, I'm his fiance, and I'm this friend, so at least all three of us, hopefully he'll trust one of us enough to
0: He agrees let us in. so fast though. Like first he tells him, yes. No, I'm not going. And then like literally the next sentence, okay, I'll go with. I
1: don't remember what scene, we'll come across it eventually in my notes, but I literally wrote down at some point in this, it took two seconds of him being like, No, no, yes, okay. And <laughs> like, it's like, like, all right. And then it cuts to his tower. And of course, it's really stormy, but it's not stormy in the way where it's like, oh, it's a typical horror movie. It's thunderstormy. There's a specific reason he's waited Mm -hmm. for this storm. So it's not just a formula type thing, especially because there weren't quite those formulas yet. Right. He needed the electricity, the electrical power from the lightning.
0: Yeah, which actually isn't in the book. He created the monster in his dorm room and then didn't specify how he created the monster in the book. So this is all universal. And since then, it has become the known term of how to create Frankenstein. Yeah, reanimation
1: f- is from lightning. Yep, because that's the only thing that's going to give their bodies enough of a surge mm-hmm. to bring it all back to life, basically. And he's like oogling at the body that he created with his own hands, and he just keeps saying, "I made this with my own hands." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "You chopped people's bodies apart and then you sewed them up again. <laughs> I, I guess you made it, kind yeah. of, in the way that." You know, kids cut stuff up with construction paper. (laughs) But okay. And then someone knocks. And it's like, how far... If he wanted to be isolated, he didn't go very far. Right. Because they were in the medical building of the university. And then they're at the tower before anything happens.
0: Yeah. Even later on in the movie, you see they're in the village. And then all of a sudden, they're like right there. Yeah. At his little castle place. Yes.
1: So isolated (laughs) is more just like this he's abandoned place in town <laughs> yeah so if you really i mean i guess it's hard to drag bodies over many acres of land For or there. through towns but still like if you want to be this secretive maybe
0: yeah farther out
1: maybe especially and i also wrote this down he literally tells her where he's going in his letter mm-hmm. he's like this is where i'll be
0: mm-hmm.
1: and i get that it's you know their relationship dynamic he still loves her and wants to be with her and she feels the same way so he doesn't want her to worry too much but he's literally asking to be Mm -hmm. caught and found so it's like does he want them to come right or does he really not like because he's spelling it out for him so (laughs) so he opens the door and sees that it's elizabeth and the gang and (laughs) and he begrudgingly just lets them in and that Mm -hmm. doesn't take much convincing either because fritz is like no go away and then he's like oh it's elizabeth Mm -hmm. let her in victor calls him crazy because he's like they're kind of seeing what's going on without knowing exactly what it is yeah but uh, he's
0: for sure crazy
1: yeah in male fashion because okay elizabeth tries to calm him down and say like you're going a little off the deep end and he's like no i just kind of no no but then victor's like you're crazy and he's like i'll show you crazy (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) so he decides to prove a point and he lets them all basically watch even though he just told elizabeth you're trying to ruin everything like Mm -hmm. because you're here you're going to ruin everything and then victor's like you're crazy and he's like okay bet watch (laughs) so the storm peaks and he's laying on this table the body is laying on this table and he's got this like pulley contraption and he lifts the body up to basically get struck by lightning by its the conductors
0: right which that actually isn't even Boris Karloff by the way that's the guy who designed all the electrical stuff for mm-hmm. this scene because Karloff was too spooked that he would get hit by some of the sparks and obviously he was correct because the stunt double he had part of his belly exposed and he got like white hot stuff right across oh. him mhm osha
1: it wasn't a thing <laughs> yeah and I don't know if it looks like it's a, a little moon roof, but obviously this is a decrepit old building. So there's just a hole in the so ceiling. Whatever this thing yeah, is. or he made it that to way. To get him
0: to... I sky.
1: wonder how he rigged all that up there. Right. Like, by himself and with this disabled, like, because yeah. he's hunched over. Like, he doesn't walk very well. He walks with a cane assistant, so... Yeah. But, of course, you've got this big old lightning show, and then the table just comes back down, and then you get... He kind of twitches a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then you get the famous.
0: There's also a quote in there of. Oh, yeah. I, I know how God feels, and I know, I know I how am it God, feels or to be God. That, that's what it is. That
1: pissed a lot of people off i know
0: all of kansas right all of
1: kansas well he had a lot of christian and catholic groups that like came for him for the or like came at the movie i was watching a little because i on the blu-ray it's got like this little frankenstein files Mm -hmm. things and it was talking about how there are tv edits of frankenstein where they don't even try to phase it out they just hard cut that audio and it just skips from one part to the other without any transition
0: Interesting. I know some people were putting, like, lightning strike sounds over it and things like that.
1: Yeah, I think he said in the 60s, or up until the 60s, it played that just hard cut one-to-one. Wow. Or one, yeah, to the other. And it just completely omitted that I am God kind of sentence because it pissed so many religious groups off.
0: It pisses me off, but not in a religious way. (laughs) Only in the... You are not God. You used lightning. Yes. You used
1: a defibrillator. Exactly.
0: Yes. You created this body by sewing it together. But other than that, that wasn't you. That was lightning that did this. Okay. He built the little pulley. That's true. He built a pulley. <laughs> Technically, he- God did a lot more than that.
1: <laughs> God sent the lightning that exactly. restarted the heart, which restarted the brain, which restarted all the other systems. <laughs> a defibrillator, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. But then it cuts to Victor and Elizabeth talking to Baron, which is Henry's father. Because mm-hmm. Henry's father is like, where the fuck is my son? Why is he being crazy? He And he thinks, you know, Elizabeth and Victor, like, he's in this lab. He's mm-hmm. really obsessed. He's just done this weird experiment. And he's like, nah, he just has another woman. It can't be that. <laughs> Elizabeth, he's cheating on you. And then somebody... And the village comes in and is like, when's the wedding? The and Burgermeister. I didn't write that down. So <laughs> <laughs> That dude. And he gets all frustrated because he's like, oh, I don't know, whenever my son can sort of shit out, basically. And so Baron is like, I'm gonna go get him. And they're like, okay, if you really want to see it. Even after they told Baron not to worry, you know, he's like, nope, I'm gonna go get him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And cut to the tower and it's henry and the professor the professor stayed behind basically to try to talk sense into him and the professor tells him that his creation is dangerous Mm -hmm. because i mean it makes sense you know the professor knows because henry told him that he stole the brain right from he's like proud that he like i got the brain from you you know (laughs) and he's like well whoever stole it broke the good one and you got the criminal brain in there and at this point the monster is a few days old and they're sitting there and they hear him like lumbering down the hallway so Mm -hmm. you know he's coming and this is the first time you see I wrote down the creature more than the monster because even before I knew that Boris Karloff didn't like to call him the monster Mm -hmm. I was like is it really his fault though
0: yeah exactly you know
1: so I have creature more than monster but the creature appears and Henry's basically like telling him to sit you know using hand motions and trying to signal for what he wants there's a really sweet moment of him opening this basically like sun door thing that he has yeah. and he lets him see sunlight for the first time and the creature just reaches towards it and he's you can tell on his face and this goes back to Boris Karloff's portrayal of the creature he's so happy and mm-hmm. stunned but in a good way yeah and it's
0: and then they just close it on him
1: yeah they let him see it, and he lifts his hands towards it and gets all happy, and then they just... Why can't you just leave it open?
0: Exactly. And let him
1: enjoy the sunlight? If you're not going to let him outside... Right. Keep the sun door open. hmm It was a happy moment, and then it was sad almost immediately. Because, again, because Boris Karloff did such a good job just acting with his expressions, you can see how sad he gets... Yeah, when the ...when the sun goes away. And fucking Fritz, man. This assistant, Fritz, runs
0: in with a torch. And then frankenstein's even like get the torch away from him and he still comes at him over and over again with the torch
1: what the fuck? it's like he's feeling powerful for the first time in his little life and so he's like a little kid torturing a bug because he can you know
0: we're moving ahead but thankfully he gets killed because i hate him he
1: deserved it yeah you don't just and he's just doing it for funsies it's not like he has it's not like he's trying to I hate to say this, but, like, with animals, like, scare them back into a pin or something. Because mm-hmm. he's not. He just thinks it's funny. Because yeah. he's laughing the whole time. And he's enjoying torturing this poor creature. And because the creature starts freaking out, everyone starts freaking out. And then they just tie him up. And he's, like, groaning. And he's in chains. And then Fritz whips him. And he starts taunting him again with the torch. And now he's chained up and being tortured. Yeah. with Which is just awful. It's hard to even, like... If you really think about what's happening to him, it's just like too sad to even dive into. Yeah,
0: exactly. I I felt it like intensely watching this movie again. When I was younger, not so much. It was just a horror movie, but this one was really sad. Yeah. Just leave him alone. He's not doing anything. He's even chained there. He can't do anything.
1: Right. Again, he's just having fun. But then, of course, you know, the professor and Dr. Frankenstein here screaming, and the creature killed him. I don't know how it doesn't show you how, like, he (laughs) managed to get him, but he, like, hung him. him. Yeah.
0: Which was great, and I was very happy. But, you know, then it comes back to Biden. Which is
1: kind of funny because Fritz had to climb up and get that body off the gallows in the beginning, and then he ends yeah. up getting hung by the creature, which is part of the body he,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he went and got. But again, totally deserved it. If he would have just left him alone, he wouldn't have been killed.
0: Mm-hmm. But then the exactly. creature, of
1: course, you know, they brand him as a monster now yeah you know and
0: even though he was the one getting tortured by a monster
1: yeah yeah and the professor tells henry to kill it and so they go right on the outside of the door and hide on either side of it and draw him out again and henry draws him away with a torch and the professor sticks a sedative needle mm-hmm. in, in his back and it does eventually knock him out after he knocks the professor down you kind of think the professor might be dead at this point but right because he just like passes out But he's not, and the monster Mm -hmm. passes out. And they sedate him specifically so they can kill him. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, you lost your chance. You killed somebody that was torturing you with fire. How dare you, this evil, homicidal maniac monster, you know? I mean, especially when you've got a a creature or a person or whatever this is, it's obviously a primitive being. Mm -hmm. So its only real instincts are to kill or attack or hide or run and you took away the hiding and the running yeah so obviously it's gonna attack and kill because it's being harassed and tortured and thinks that it's gonna get killed
0: what did they expect right exactly
1: i would have been like oh well fritz shouldn't have been fucking around too bad exactly you know show the (laughs) foot some kindness and you know it might be different but we'll go into that in a little bit but But at this point, again, we know he's not far. So Victor shows up to warn Henry that Elizabeth and Baron are on the way. And then they knock immediately. So I don't know. How did he not know? They were, they was He was running like five feet in front of him the right. whole time. And Baron, oh, this is what I wrote down. He knocks. And then like two seconds later, he's like, nobody's here. And he doesn't <laughs> even get him any give them any time to actually get to the door. But the professor lets Baron in and tells him that he needs to get Henry out of there. Mm-hmm. And then they go in to see Henry, and he's, like, laying on this bed, and then he just gets up and collapses. And I'm like, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> You've threw waved a torch at this monster who might have gotten some swats in at you, but mm-hmm. not, I mean, you knocked him out pretty quick, like, the drama of it all. Right. And so they have to take him, and he's, he's like, moaning and writhing in pain, and Elizabeth is like, oh, Henry, and I'm like, what happened? What <laughs> 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 what do you what okay whatever but they have to get him home to recover and so the professor's like i'll kill it i'll just leave it to me which is like don't it's like goes back to that whole i'm the only person that can do it right if you want it done right Right. (laughs) and do it yourself you know (laughs) which is why it's so hard to delegate things at work but anyways (laughs) the professor tells henry also that he will preserve his work but dispose of the creature or the monster And then you cut to the professor working and prepping to dissect the sedated creature. And first of all, he's a medical professor, but he doesn't, I mean, if I had to knock something out with a normal sedative that was that size, I would just assume it's not going to last as long as it would a normal person. So he's just lollygagging his ass
0: around, getting ready to
1: dissect. And of course, what happens? He gets killed.
0: Yeah, but this put me in like a really terrifying mindset of the monster laying there. Like, what if he had just started cutting him open and he was all awake? hmm That's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, he killed the professor. Sorry. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah.
1: And then at this point, too, this poor creature's exposure to the world is every person he's come across has tried to kill him. Yeah. Like, no wonder it's a scary beast. Like, you... I literally have written down in the next page of my notes to talk about, like, the nature versus nurture mm-hmm. debate, you know what would have happened if he was shown kindness and gentle and mm-hmm. you know there's a scene later where you kind of get a glimpse of that where we'll talk about it again but it's just like i said every single person he's come across at this point in his very short few days of life has tried to kill him yeah so what do what are you creating you know you're creating the monster out of this creature and then after the creature kills the professor he just walks right out the door mm-hmm. obviously he's like bail i love the sun i'm gonna go out there yeah that's the only thing that's been positive in his life exactly. is the sun, and then it cuts to elizabeth and henry and they're kind of like in this garden and henry the frankenstein family is very high up in this village they're mm-hmm. at the top of this hierarchy of of this society i don't know if his name is baron or if he is a baron yeah it's not like you know right. but he's definitely obviously they're the richest family in the village and so they're in this cute little garden and Henry, all of a sudden, is just done with his project, and he's done with the experiments, and he just wants to marry her, and it's all over with and
0: done. hmm You know, he's gotten some rest and food, and...
1: All of a sudden, he's all better. Exactly. <laughs> he's
0: not insane anymore. Amazing. What a good and night's sleep he I was do. like,
1: how soon was this? Like, one day, he's obsessed with this project, and he brought life to this inanimate mm-hmm. body, and then the next day he's like, ah, I'm ready. I'll just get married. I don't know. I'm done. Right? It's fine. I just basically reanimated this lifeless, you know, creature. But yeah, we, he was kind of violent. So we just killed him. We're just going to move on. <laughs> <laughs> let's just forget that happened. And he's like, let's get married soon. And then it's like the whole village is celebrating. Yeah. Like, oh, that you just going to get married now? Like right now? But it's, like, I think the next, I don't know, it's, like, the next day. But I was, like, this whole movie is, like, bam, 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 yes. bam. It's so fast. The
0: bridesmaids have the prettiest dresses that are all exactly the same, but that just happened in a day. Okay. Yeah.
1: I mean, I'm guessing they had all this wedding planning done, and then, and then, he, then he just bailed. <laughs> yeah. And then she's, like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> like, no, it is not okay. You bailed once. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> and then it cuts to this daughter and father kind of outside the village on the outskirts and the father is leaving and the little girl's like daddy stay and play with me and she's really sweet and you can tell they have like a really loving relationship it looks like he's a single father Mm -hmm. and she's probably like I don't know maybe seven or eight something like that and the father leaves and the girl sees the creature and your first inkling is oh shit you know but then she just and this also is like a testament to the innocence of children she goes up to him and smiles and introduces herself and grabs his hand and they sit by the pond and she gives him a flower and you see him smile i wrote he smiles and i cry like (laughs) because it was such a sweet moment and you really get this moment of him playing and they start throwing flowers in the water like they're just having a good time but then he's out of flowers Mm -hmm. and since he's out of flowers he's like I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw her. She's got flowers. So he picks her up and he throws her in the water. Yeah. But to me, it wasn't, especially with the events leading up to it, it was a very, like, gentle scene. Yeah. I don't think it was malicious by any means.
0: No. Obviously. Yeah. Folks in the 1930s did because they ended up having to cut it out until, and it was totally lost until the 1980s. It was refound and incorporated back into films nobody even knew that scene existed
1: which is really sad i mean boris karloff first of all he said that in the he didn't want to kill the child mm-hmm. in the script he disagreed with that part of the script because he wanted to make it more of a conflicting problem mm-hmm. where you see the monster or the creature this maintain some sort of innocence like see he's not all bad yeah. but then he throws her in the water and even later, without that scene, you obviously find out that she's been drowned.
0: Yeah. Well, it's even darker without that scene because you see the monster with her, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, the father's carrying the dead,
1: dead body. Girl. So did he- That's even
0: more terrifying. Hold her
1: underwater, or you yeah. don't know what happened. But they were just throwing flowers, and he ran out of flowers, and so he thought it'd be fun to
0: yeah, well, throw her. He doesn't understand the difference. Yeah,
1: and she even says, stop, you're hurting me, but he doesn't know- language really right. he's just communicating with grunts and facial expressions and that's how he perceives people with what they're doing and it was just a really tragic scene mm-hmm. because you know that he could have been a lot more than he was right because all he was exposed to is
0: violence but in the movie scene i do have a little question huh. their cottage is literally right next to the lake why does she not know how to swim i was thinking that
1: too (laughs) i mean because it's not like he held her under he threw her a pretty good distance so if she had known how to swim she should be fine she would have been fine and you would think i also know that this was a different time but we had a swimming pool growing up and it was a long time before my parents would leave us alone just because of the fact that we had a pool in the backyard you know and my brother and i know how to swim and we knew how to swim and we knew how to swim well but you never know if you're gonna fall in and slip and bump your head knock you out or whatever little
0: cottage what if she just like gets up in the middle of the night and walks outside and you're not paying attention and drowns i feel like they would have taught her how to swim or she
1: just wants to go for a swim it's hot there's no ac Exactly. that's not a thing i mean you cool off by jumping in a pond you Mm -hmm. know so that was surprising to me and i don't know if you'd call it a plot hole necessarily or she just somebody was irresponsible didn't teach her how to swim yeah you know but it clearly in this in this part of the movie and in this version, he walks away when she's in the water. So, you know that he didn't, like, hold her underwater. Yeah. it's You see him run away because he's, she's not coming back and he kind of freaks out and leaves. Right.
0: And he freaks out, too. Yeah. I feel so bad for him. How scary. Yeah. You finally had someone who was nice to you and now they're gone, too. Yeah.
1: And he kind of has this, I don't know if it's, like, a conscious realization that he killed her or just something's wrong. Mm-hmm. And he's scared. You don't, you just don't know. You can only assume And then all of a sudden, we're back at the wedding. Mm -hmm. That happened two hours after they had a conversation about getting married. (laughs) (laughs) And Elizabeth tells Henry before the wedding that she can feel something bad is going to happen. Like, they're about to go get married, and then she tells her friends that she has to see Henry. And they're like, no, you can't see him. And she's like, no, I need to see him. While Elizabeth is telling henry that something bad is gonna happen and she can't shake this feeling and she's like in her wedding dress all done mm-hmm. up she looks beautiful by the way i that's love a beautiful wedding dress that's why i was I thought...
0: surprised i'd be like no it's dated even it's in black gorgeous. and white
1: like when i went to go look for my wedding dress i specifically was like vintage lace mm-hmm. because i just think it is so timeless and like i said even in black and white you could just see mm-hmm. the lace detail and it is absolutely gorgeous victor rushes in and Tells them that the professor was murdered and the creature's been terrorizing the mountainside and he's in the house. Okay, I have a question here. Mm -hmm. Who found the professor? Because the whole village including Victor was at this house. Mm -hmm. So how do we know that he's killed? Was it just somebody...
0: Well, she does. Mountainside, she does say that she's waiting for the professor, and he hasn't shown up yet, or anything like that. So maybe she sent someone out. She was worried. Maybe,
1: and you you don't ever know. Mm -hmm. So, but that's not a bad answer, you know, to the the problem or the question, I guess. And then, of course, they run out to go look, and he's like, "You'll be safe here, and you need to stay here." And he locks Elizabeth in her room, Mm -hmm. like with a key on the outside of the door, and locks her in. Why? Can she not?
0: Because what? this is 1920s 30s <laughs> movie, and that has to be done to women.
1: You'll be fine. Like that's lock the, the door. <laughs> that's
0: not the only movie that that happens, and that happens all the time where they lock the woman in.
1: Yeah, and there's obvious there's the monster slash creature gets in mm-hmm. because there's like I don't remember if it was a window or if it was like a back door.
0: Yeah, they're like to the bedroom. They, either big tall windows that open, or yeah, a door. Yeah,
1: because he just like steps just, right in, yeah. you know. And he comes up behind her and she's, he's, she's screaming and, you know, you just, she's banging on the door and they get in and she's just passed out on the bed. Mm-hmm. But it looks more like a got scared and passed out mm-hmm. than like he did anything to her. Right. Because he basically got spooked and yeah. and bailed. And that's when you see it cuts to the father walking his dead and she's still like wet yeah. and dripping. His drowned daughter through the village. He says she's been murdered. She made me
0: so sad. Yeah. And then the
1: town gets all riled up. But I have another question here. How did he know that she didn't just fall in? He wasn't there. Like, how did he know that he that she was murdered? Because he specifically says she was murdered. But you left. She could have decided to. She asked you to play with her before you left and you were busy. And I get that single dad. You got to go do whatever you got to do. But how do you know she didn't fall in or try to teach herself how to swim? Because, again, it, if you believe the scene, he just throws her in and walks away. So she could have, it's not like there was any, like, he didn't beat her or hit her. Yeah, there's no, there marks wasn't on a her. struggle. Right. So that's a good point. Again, I didn't really think of that. You're just kind of asking, you're being asked to just buy into that, mm-hmm. which is not a huge problem. But I was just kind of like, it gets the town kind of all the torch and pitchforks kind of yeah. riled up. And, on what merit or what assumption does mm-hmm. he know that there's this creature going through the mountainside i don't know you just don't you don't know but he gets these people up that they congregate outside this building yeah and they're demanding that they find this creature and at this point obviously the wedding is not happening because the bride is passed out and there's a murderous creature <laughs> on the loose and it's fine her father can just hold her up yeah right Everybody stand behind her and hold her there. <laughs> and they, the town, gets the search party ready, and they break them into three groups. And Henry is leading one of the groups because it's his creature, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna." Yeah,
0: he thinks gonna get that it. he needs to take care of it, especially now that it's killed the professor and everything. Yeah, he needs to take care of his exactly.
1: Creature. And while they're looking, he breaks off from the group, which. This is kind of when I'm like, oh, this is when it started in horror movie history. (laughs) Like, okay, it started in Frankenstein when he decided to separate from the group. Got Mm. it. And the group hears him yelling for help. And obviously he's come across his creature. Yeah. And the creature knocks him out and there's a struggle. And the creature knocks him out and carries him inside a windmill.
0: Right. Which Boris Karloff had to do that scene so many times and he's actually carrying... A six foot, 154 pound Colin Clive. Mm -hmm. He's carrying up and down because James Whale was so jealous of the attention Karloff was getting. He made him do that scene over and over and over and over and wouldn't supply him with a dummy.
1: His daughter, Boris Karloff's daughter, said that he needed three back surgeries and he directly blamed this movie. Fair. I can't
0: imagine carrying a six foot, 150 pound dude over and over 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 again. And he's just limp too. In his costume, which weighed 48 pounds. 13 pounds each of his shoes
1: in august that they filmed this in the heat of at, august
0: at 44 like he's not in his prime right okay. yeah Poor
1: so guy. no wonder i mean it yeah his performance was good but also the physical demands like, were all real
0: but then he's getting so much attention for this but universal still considered him a no-name so he wasn't even invited to the premiere like he did all of this he's this amazing he's the man, face
1: of the poster and he
0: wasn't even invited to the premiere wow guy
1: and the creature drags him to the top of this windmill and then henry wakes up and at this point the search parties all they, it was split into three search parties and they've all kind of become yeah. one because obviously they know where the creature is because it has henry and so they're at the base of this windmill nobody trying to go up the windmill
0: because yeah.
1: i think he i can't remember if he'd like
0: he barricaded it so he opened yeah, okay. it and like a wooden piece fell and blocked the door so nobody you know for in. only being
1: a few days old his problem solving skills really aren't terrible
0: but he didn't even do that that i i made note of that he he closes the door and a random piece of wood falls he doesn't oh, push it I see. it just falls over just perfectly for him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and oh yeah because they're trying to barricade the door down and i wrote down right here a whole city of men can't bust this nah. <laughs> rickety ass door down <laughs> but henry wakes up when they're up in the windmill attic area whatever the top of it and there's this like little ledge it kind of looks like a balcony and there's this whole big struggle were you gonna say something because you laughing? And throws
0: the best dummy, this rag doll, oh, over yeah. the edge. That's the, the creature, to be Frankenstein. Does. I know that this is an old film, and you have to accept some of that stuff. But it is so good. You have just this doll, and it hits one of the windmill blades, and it's just so fake. And of and course, great. he wouldn't
1: let him carry the doll up, though, right? <laughs> They yeah. had a
0: dummy. Come on. Yeah.
1: And yeah, it's funny. It Just like you see it kind of flailing around and hitting the windmill and then it there falls no to the ground. There was no stunt
0: dude that would do that. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. You don't want to
1: correct your back sideways on a windmill. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. I really like that kind of stuff, though, because it shows you like how it was done before yeah. like CGI was a thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. So he throws Henry over and Henry, even though it looks like he's like landed off like in a horrible horrible position he's not dead but then uh, some of the men take him home and the others uh burn the windmill with the creature inside
0: how sad how terrifying oh my god
1: really like because it doesn't just show the windmill burning you see the creature just screaming and it's like This was the most disturbing part of the movie in my opinion, because it's so sad and you're like listening it's almost like listening to a dog die in a movie because the dog you know, it essentially is I know that he has killed people, but essentially is this innocent creature being killed because people are scared of it, you know, or don't understand
0: it. Universal is good at. They're making these monsters, which, you know, are supposed to be terrifying, but all they really do is make you feel bad for them. Mm -hmm. Like the wolf man is One of the saddest creatures I've ever seen.
1: Mm -hmm. I even drew another little sad face. I was like, it's screaming is really just gut wrenching. And then also, how did they get the shot of the windmill on fire? Did they actually set a windmill on fire? Was Was it an extra? Okay, so I was wondering. Yeah, that was
0: actually. So James Whale wasn't the original director, and there was. The dude that did Dracula was, right? Because there
1: was an actor, and I think the director from Dracula bailed on the project.
0: I know that this scene actually came from the original director so they had just started filming a few pieces and this scene wasn't actually james wales it was from the original director and it was miniature
1: okay i was wondering if it was miniature because and i know they've done some crazy shit like burn actual (laughs) stuff for movies but that makes sense because it looks i mean you can tell it's not a special effect especially for the 30s something Mm -hmm. is actually they're filming something that's actually on fire but they did a good job it looks like it's a windmill yeah that's full size and that's burning And then it cuts back to the house and the maids brought wine to recovering Henry and he's laying in bed. Mm -hmm. And then instead of Henry getting the wine, Baron drinks it and says, here's to a son to house Frankenstein. Mm -hmm. And then that's, that's that. That's the end. end. (laughs) I'm like, you listen. I don't know. I guess he didn't have much of an attachment to the creature. But in the beginning, it's like, look at this. I created this. It's like, it reminds me of fucking Gollum in Lord of the Rings. And he's like, my precious. Like, you know, he's so obsessed with this. And then it only takes an hour of events for him to be like nah just kill it you <laughs> I'm know over it, I'm you done. would think that he would be more defensive of it but mm-hmm. it, instead he just completely resolves to okay it is a monster it is dangerous and i get that yeah he is dangerous because he's just got so much brute strength yeah. because he's such a big creature but
0: but it's not like young frankenstein where right. actually tries to save it
1: yeah exactly and i have read mary shelley's frankenstein but i think it was on my like ninth grade reading list Mm -hmm. i don't really remember it but it just seemed to so quickly he was like kill it you know and it just nobody gave this poor creature a chance no because they were just so blinded by fear Mm -hmm. of it which was the horror aspect of it you know yeah which is sad boris karloff said the monster was his best friend I think I mentioned this, but he even said that he thought that children would empathize with the monster more than adults because it's learning everything from scratch. Like it's clumsy and it's movements Mm -hmm. and it's speech. And he thought that that would relate to not that there were a lot of children watching this in the 30s, but he thought that children would be able to understand the monster more than adults, which is what really emphasized its true innocence in his mind.
0: Right. It's actually not his real name. Boris, Boris Karloff Karloff's. is a stage name. It was actually, his real name is William H. Pratt. Which is interesting to me the more I think about it, because you'd think that people would want more Anglicanized names. Mm-hmm. Instead, he went from a William to a Boris Karloff. Like, that. that's so Boris, exotic.
1: Yeah, Boris is a name to me that sounds like a like big lumbering, yeah. you know? So and maybe it was just part of his, like, yeah. monstery persona. But this was his, like... 81st movie mm-hmm. i thought it was 18th no <laughs> 81st movie yeah so when did he decide to be boris like or why
0: yeah you know i mean you have boris karloff you have Bell lugosi these are such exotic yeah. names mm-hmm. which Bell lugosi was the one that was actually supposed to be frankenstein he was too attractive yeah <laughs> and when james whale came on board they got rid of Bell lugosi also because bella was offended that he was going to play such a lumbering hideous that wasn't even going to talk yeah which is funny because later on when his career was in decline he actually went on to play frankenstein and frankenstein meets the wolf
1: all these spinoffs of frankenstein happened i think boris did four of them i think so i think he did four of them before he resigned from Mm -hmm. frankenstein or from the creature They found him in Universal's commissary eating lunch, or the director did, James Whale did. Mm -hmm. And he was dressed in his best. He was looking good. And he just sat down and he's like, Hey, I'm going to pitch you something. And I want you to be in it. And this Mm -hmm. is what I want you to be. And in the little history thing I watched, uh, his daughter said that he was kind of offended because he was all spick and span. And hey, do you want to play a monster? (laughs) Yeah. But James Whale said it was just his face. Like, he, he was so expressive and something mm-hmm. about his face just immediately Absolutely. drew his attention.
0: I mean, he was a big silent film actor. So, yeah, he had to be Obviously, all his face. Because he hadn't
1: been in very many talkies mm-hmm. yet. He had been in a few, but he was mostly a, at that time known for his silent films. Because mm-hmm. like you said, he was already in his 40s at this point. So, yeah. it's not like he was some hot new young right. actor. Just a little history about Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. You knew this without even movie trivia, but Mary Shelley wrote this. I think she was 17 years old. She was 19. 19, okay. She was a teenager, and she was sitting around with, I don't know, siblings, friends. No,
0: she was sitting around with her husband and their oh, friends, okay. and they. it was raining out, and they decided to create, like, this parlor game for themselves. And
1: the parlor game was, let's see who can write...
0: The scariest story.
1: And she did, and mm-hmm. she went on to get it published, and... It was so successful that almost immediately after it came out, plays started being written about it. Right, and the biggest one was in 1823, and that I, that might be the script that the movie's based on. Yeah, so I don't know if it was Universal that one in particular. Got
0: the copyright of one of the plays is not the book. Yeah. So,
1: but now, ain't nobody getting it. <laughs>
0: This movie began shooting on August 24th, 1931, and it had a wide release on November 21st, 1931. Quick. That's fascinating to me when you have movies that are taking two, three, four years to come out that people are hearing about that whole time with hype. This Mm -hmm. movie came out in a matter of months from start of filming. So other than the opening credits and a village band in the movie there's Mm -hmm. literally no music throughout the whole thing
1: which is fascinating and i didn't notice because you get so wrapped up in Mm -hmm. the story because it's so weird if you take any movie nowadays and Mm -hmm. you strip it of its music it's it's a weird, way different movie yeah it's a totally different experience because Mm -hmm. music plays such an important part in our experience our emotions like imagine watching a horror movie without that gripping Right, scary exactly. dissonant sound you know but they did it right and it was i didn't i didn't notice to be honest
0: the electrical effects team actually was able to get a real tesla coil for that nikola tesla coil it was actually built by nikola
1: <laughs> oh himself It was actually
0: one of his coils and all of those electrical components were actually then moved into young frankenstein that it was the same set
1: if you haven't seen young frankenstein you have to see young frankenstein <laughs>
0: So this was Johnny Cash's favorite movie. I could see why. It was amazing. This was interesting to me. Frankenstein was actually renamed, and I, I found it funny because the whole time I was thinking of young Frankenstein, mm-hmm. you know, weak, or weak, or yeah, I was thinking that the whole time. But then his name was Henry. I was like, I swear to God, in the book it was Victor too. And then I looked it up, and it was actually they changed his name from Victor to Henry because they figured that the American public would think that it was too severe and unfriendly sounding as Victor. Victor.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Henry's good old white boy name. <laughs> That's why they used it.
0: <laughs> right. The monster makeup is actually still under copyright with Universal through 2026. Ain't
1: nobody getting that. When it goes back up for sale, do you think they're gonna another studio is gonna try to buy the rights, or do you think Universal? will just I'm have sure it Universal
0: just knows like the second it goes up for sale and just buys like website it again. domains. They're exactly. like, nope. And then Boris Karloff was such a good human being. He actually every single year he would dress up as Santa for the disabled children of Baltimore hospital.
1: That's really sweet. I know. Right. In the filming of this movie, and I may have, I didn't write it down. I'm just kind of remembering from like some of the little history things I watched. The little girl that played the one that he threw in the pond, Mm -hmm. they, she specifically wanted to go to set in the monsters limousine with him. And so they would walk in and, and, uh, it was so funny because she didn't want to be thrown. I also thought this was sad, but she didn't want to be thrown in the water.
0: Because mm-hmm. she couldn't swim.
1: And the director had to bribe her and asked he would give her whatever she wanted mm-hmm. if he would, if, if she would let them throw her in the water. Mm-hmm. And she said she wanted a dozen hard-boiled eggs. Mm-hmm. And do you know why she fucking said that? Because her mother wanted her to be a star and had her on a diet. She was seven or eight years old. Yeah.
0: That's so fucking sad. Isn't that? She's yeah. a baby. Mm-hmm. What the-
1: and she watched her eating, and so when somebody said, I'll give you whatever she wanted, she just wanted a dozen hard-boiled eggs. And so he gave her two.
0: What the hell is wrong with...
1: That still happens, too. That's not just, yeah. like, an old-timey thing. Like parents again i'm not a parent but don't say shit about your kid's body yeah. like just you're gonna give him a complex <laughs> yeah and clearly if all she wanted was she didn't it's not like she wanted chocolate cake it's not like she wanted sweets yeah it's not like she wanted she just you know wanted, like, she food. just she just wanted eggs yeah not even like deviled. eggs. like she just straight up wanted hard-boiled
0: eggs this whole movie makes me sad i, I know. loved it but right yeah it makes me sad
1: yeah i didn't even write that down to talk about it but yeah it made me think of it which is you know really sad but
0: i loved this movie yeah i'm so glad i rewatched it
1: it's gonna get really old with me giving all the old movies a five out of five but i think i'd give this five out of five they're so
0: perfect every time i watch them i'm like what notes am i gonna make because i can't say literally the only thing i had was the dummy and then yeah. i just had to look up facts on and i stuff. just had
1: those small little how did he know she was murdered and mm-hmm. how did they know the doctor was dead like just little things like that they're, just,
0: they're perfection
1: they're not like big plot holes though like yeah. you see movies nowadays and sometimes you're just like yeah how did y'all miss that? Y'all are the professionals. You can tell that it ended up with cutting Or that script is awful. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I'd give this a 5 out of 5.
0: Oh, for sure. Me, yeah. Like, I love the Universal Monsters. So, I'm so happy we're going to be doing all of them. Yeah. It's great.
1: So, we are going to start something a little different. We are still... This is only episode 11. So, we're still a fairly new podcast and kind of playing around with some things that we want to mm-hmm. do. But for the next couple weeks, if you have any stories of your own about playing with a Ouija board that went a little <laughs> negative or it, even at all, if it was a positive experience, we would love to hear them as long as you don't mind that we talk about them. Yeah. So if you would email us at the X at gmail.com, you can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at the X sisters podcast. And you can DM us there or on Twitter at the X sisters, not the X sisters podcast.
0: And next time move children. Vamanos. <laughs> <laughs> Till then, stay creepy. (laughs) Bye.